0: Psalm eight. I'm going to start with Psalm eight. It's sort of going to be a bit of a um, a passage that we kind of like re- sort of revolve around a little bit this morning. Psalm eight says, "O Lord, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth! You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths." The other night, I was um, uh, we, had, we had music practice, it was Thursday night, and I was about to leave home, and I looked up at the sky, looked up at the heavens, and it was, um, it was a clear night. You know, a uh, few clouds around, but mostly clear, and you could see the stars. And as I was looking up, I saw a satellite pass, so, and it was followed closely by another satellite, and then another satellite, and then another satellite, and I was like, what's going on here? And I counted 10 satellites, and it was very strange. So I... Um, um, forgot about it until the next day, and I, and I and then I was like, "What is what is up with like all these satellites in a row?" And and maybe you already know, but um, there's a, a fellow and entrepreneurial South African who lives in the US called Elon Musk, and he has he is um, launching all of these satellites. Um, uh, you might have you might kind of know a little bit about about him. He makes cool cars. Hey, Dad. Yep. <laughs> And um, quite a few years ago, he he's sort of set up this company called SpaceX, and SpaceX's ambitions are to colonize Mars, um, no biggie, and so, you know, they're developing rockets and developing a, a whole lot of technology to be able to colonize Mars, uh, Mars, Mars is going to go to Mars. Anyway, and as a spin-off, uh, I think it's a spin-off anyway, um, they have this program called, or a company called Starlink and And Starlink is the satellite project, and the, and the, the ambition or the, the plan what 's happening anyway is to have a constellation of satellites in lower earth orbit. Um, the plan is to have about forty thousand satellites uh, in orbit around the Earth, just from this one company and so every every now and again, I think quite regularly yeah, like once a week or so uh, they 're launching rockets that carry Fifty uh, satellites and release them into the atmosphere, um, into the orbit. Sorry, <laughs> Pardon? what did you what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> the atmosphere above <but> the atmosphere. <laughs> they release them into the orbit, and then they then these satellites like uh, sort of you know navigate and they sort of drift into the right location. So this is kind of what it looks like. Um, satellites. This is exactly what, it, I don't know if you can see it, like dots, right? Dots across the... Um, and and then when I was looking at it, I thought, well, that, that's, kind of, that's kind of cool. Um, but then when I was looking up about it, it turns out that it's uh, less cool for astronomers because this is what they see. They have their telescopes trained on the night sky to see the stars, and instead they get this, you know, this... Trajectory of of the satellites. So um, the plan of Starlink is to have these satellites, and the and the purpose is so that everybody in the world can have internet access, uh, for a fee. And. Um, and so it 's quite that 's quite ambitious and and yeah, it could be kind of helpful, but then I began like just thinking about this and how um this idea of like yeah, we want to look at the sky and see the stars, and instead what we 're seeing is you know this view obscured by the satellites and and these satellites are uh, for the purpose of the internet and then I began like thinking about how. I guess like what the psalm says, how we look up into we look up into the sky and we see the stars, and then we think and think about God, or um, look up into the sky and we see the satellites, and we think about the internet, um, or about how the how these satellites can obscure the stars in the same way as like stuff in our uh, stuff that we um, set our attention on, or the stuff of life can obscure our view of, of God. Um, and, the, and so in our, in our lives, there's things that we, we can't control. Um, there's all, all kinds of things. You know, we have, um, if you're a grandparent or a parent, you've got responsibilities. Uh, um, everybody's got things that, that we have to take care of. There's unplanned events. Sometimes there's pandemics. Sometimes there's lockdowns. Sometimes you get stuck in traffic jams. There's things that you can't control, but there are, there's also things that we can control. Like... Um, uh, like how frequently we we um, we get our phone out of our pocket and we and we browse the internet, or how frequently, or and what we watch on Netflix, and and that sort of thing, what we fill our leisure time leisure time with, and what we when we fill our attention with with clutter or stuff, then that can obscure our view of God, and and if you look at that psalm, the psalmist looks at the sky, sees the stars remembers about the majesty of God, how God is, God is over all, and then, and then uh, the psalmist reflects on how God made people, God made man, uh, lower than the heavenly beings. Um, and so there's this order that we see. Like we look at this guy, like we look at, look at God, and we recognize that God is God. We are not God. But we also have dominion. In the psalm it talks about having, having the dominion. I don't know, I can't remember if I've got this on a... Here we go. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mind, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? You have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. So there's this sense of, like, um, we're not God. We're not God. As we kind of, like, remove, as we set our attention on God, like pushing away uh, distractions or, or, or things that, you know, get, get in the way. Um of setting our attention on God, we recognize that God is God, and that uh, we're not God, but we also have dominion, we also have responsibility. Um, in the psalm, uh, dominion over sheep and oxen, and beasts of the field, birds of the heavens, fish of the sea, you know? Um, so in our life, that's, that's all kinds of things, isn't it? Our jobs or our, our schoolwork, you know, the, the, our places of dominion. So that's the thing, like we look up, so that was sort of like the the, kind of the satellites were like this metaphor of um, things that get in the way of our view of God. So another story was this one here. Um, You might not be able to see it very clearly, Um, but does anybody recognize where that might be? The The terrorists! Good one, Nicholas. And uh, so this is a photo I, I took a year, about a year ago. I was walking up the terrace and you see this sometimes around the streets of Wellington. You walk along and there's all this spray paint all over the footpath. And this one was great because you've got all these arrows kind of going in different directions. You've got different colour arrows. Some of you might know what these mean. I've got no idea. I'm Okay, yeah, good. I wasn't asking. It was... <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay, what's IXD? Smart Alex. Yeah. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> Nerds are the winner of the day. All right, so you got this <laughs> You got this confusing map, and it's talking about all the stuff that's going on underneath underneath the footpath, like everybody's been yelling at me, <laughs> data cables, power, um, I don't know what else, and, and, you, and this became, became a metaphor as well, and I was looking at it going, man, like, in, in, our, life, in our lives we have uh, all, sorts of, all sorts of voices, all sorts of choices that we've got to make, um, and, and we don't know, sometimes we don't know really uh, where we're going to go, um, or what we're going to do. And, and the sense of like thinking about the satellites and this, you know, what's going on underneath. Like we walk around in the natural, we walk through town, there's all the stuff going on beneath our feet. And then there's also all the stuff that's going on above our heads. It's this incredible situation that we're, that we're in. But this map, this confused map, which is the way to go. I imagine, um, you know, say you're from out of town and you don't, you arrive in Wellington and you don't, you've never seen these spray paints on the footpath before and you actually think that's a that's a map of where to go which way are you going to go down or up left or right down the terrace my favorite bit though is the fellow in the background who's got a batman sweatshirt but it's sort of beside the point we need to have a clear direction we need to know where we're going to go right in life during the week i i was i was thinking about I don't know stuff and um and this picture came to mind of a um of a piece of paper and it was like covered with scribbles and mess and it was in pencil and as as, as I was thinking about this picture all of the scribbles and mess kind of got rubbed away with a with a rubber and and there was this like really clear line on the page and it was just a spoke to me of like this line we've got to um like somehow um uh Move away, the, move away the mess, move away the noise, move away the distractions, and like um, let that line become clear to guide us. Because as I was saying, like we're faced with big, we're faced with choices all the time. We're for every day we're faced with choice with choices, big choices are small choices. We prayed about the election and the referendums coming up before. You know, we meet, need to make choices there um, with many cultural issues that we're facing. you know, We need to make choices. And even in our day-to-day lives, we have to make choices, like what job are we going to do? What's our career going to be? Um, relationships, who are going to marry? All that kind of stuff. Where to live? What are you going to have for breakfast? And sometimes it can make your head spin. It can go, oh, man, what am I going to do? And I've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks, like we're just faced with like torrents of of information, torrents of information. But what if we could see clearly, you know, that picture of of the lion on the page? What if we could see clearly a lion on the page and know which way we're going to go? What if we could see the way clearly? And so, oh, mate, (laughs) I don't know what's going on here today. The lights are on, the lights are (laughs) off, <laughs> can someone turn the lights back on this other, otherwise it's a bit um, dark for the people at home sorry it, but anyway today i really i really want to encourage you and like using that using the old encourage comes from this old english word which means encourage i'm going to take a bit of encourage and I'll stick it in you receive courage this morning. Anyway, the courage comes from Je- is Jesus. My encouragement is Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, it says in John 4, 6. He is the lion on the page. He is the map where to follow. Thank you. He says, Matthew, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. That's a, that's a really cool story. If you want to read it, I'm not going to go into the whole thing. But the, Jesus, Jesus says that if we build our lives on his words, then that's wisdom. That's, uh, that's building our house on a, on a firm foundation, on a, on a rock. That's wisdom. And then later, in the same book, in Matthew, there's this great, great passage. In Matthew 16, verses 13 to 19. And it says, now when Jesus came to the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? Who is the son of man? And they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter replied, "'You are the Christ, the Son of the living God.' And Jesus answered him, "'Blessed are you, Simon bar Jonah,' because Jonah was his old man, "'for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, "'but my Father who is in heaven. "'And I'll tell you, you are Peter, "'and on this rock I will build my church, "'and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. "'I will give you the keys of the kingdom, "'and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven.'" And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So you have this, have these. I've put these two stories together. One is Jesus saying, "If you build your, if you build your lives on my words and who I am, then that's wisdom. That's a firm foundation." And then along comes Peter, and and Jesus says, "Who do you say I am?" And 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 he, and Peter says, "You are the Christ. You're the Son of God." And and Jesus says to him. That's right, and God has revealed that to you, and this, this, this statement of faith, this belief, this life-changing belief is what the church is built on. And so Jesus has this quite great um, you know, wordplay. He, he renames him Peter, which sounds like the Greek word for rock. And, um, and, the, and then just this idea, like, yes, Jesus is saying, yes, you're right this is wisdom and jesus builds his house or the church on on that rock um, and it's really this is really helpful to hold on to at the moment on this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it so sometimes we might feel we might feel uh, afraid like what if the church what if the church is dying in our culture what if the church is going to you know fall apart what if um, The the man standing at the front, the preacher standing at the front introduces division around rugby games or um, division between generations, all that, you know, whatever. But there can be this sense of like the church, like the sense that the church is fragile. But look at what this says. It's you're Peter and on this rock I will build my church. Jesus is the one that builds the church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, shall not prevail against it. And then there's a sense of um, of authority or uh, like dominion. Okay, coming back to that psalm, where people are being given dominion. Where I, Jesus says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You know, we prayed we prayed before for uh, an end to COVID and and for a vaccine to be found, and we prayed for the upcoming elections. And, and Michelle was bang on. Like we need to have. Like our, we need to have our faith sort of increased so that we, we, we think God actually could do this. God could actually do this. We can, uh, <laughs> we can, we can bind on earth what needs to be bound, and we can uh, let loose heaven the heavenly goodness. All right. So Jesus is the firm foundation to build our lives on, and we've got to do this daily. I think because again, like we're just faced with so much, so much noise, so much confusion, um, so much information. Building our lives on Him daily, He is the safe place. I love that He is a safe place. Like uh, we want to. We, it's good to build a house on a rock because then when a storm comes, we we can be confident that the house is going to stand up. Right? We want to be in a safe place. We're all looking for this safe place. But our lives are not static; we, we don 't remain in, in one position we don 't remain at, at home or wherever we are as, as much as we 'd like them to. Our life moves on, and we 're faced with these decisions, and we have to take a, action. Jesus is the foundation to build our lives on, and he is also the way, the way, the truth, and the life. He is the Word of God uh, that speaks and guides and leads. Jesus is the word Jesus is the word, and this is who we 're talking about so John 1, I I read this one last week, says right at the very, very beginning of uh, the Gospel of John 1. So the Gospel, good news, remember that. Gospel is the good news. John's uh, account of the good news. And John writes, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything that has been made. So imagine you're, you're the the psalmist who he read from before. Who, and you're looking, up at the, you're looking up at the sky and you see the stars. And, and you remember, God made that. And then, and then you remember the words of John, that Jesus is God. And it says, without him was not anything. All things were made through him. Jesus is the one that made those. Jesus is the one that made those. Jesus is the Word of God. Jesus is the Creator Word of God, and I've been just like reiterating it so much. Word, word means communication. It means guidance. It means um, it means relationship too. It means that there's this here's this person who's Jesus, who's also God, and he wants he wants to speak to us. He wants us to hear him. He's a, he's, a, he's a God that gives us guidance. And I've been really drawn to uh, this passage in, in Isaiah. So the Old Testament prophet Isaiah in um, chapter 30. I found recently just a really cool way of finding Isaiah in my Bible. You kind of like turn it open and uh, if, halfway through the Bible's Psalms, and then after psalms are a whole lot of prophetic books. So you just kind of go, okay, find psalms. And then you can turn to those, uh, turn a bit down the track and you go, yeah. walk, turn right, yeah. And you go, mate, there it is. I only realized that recently. <laughs> I'm really copping it this morning. Thanks, John. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this. Listen to this. So, oh, so Isaiah, 30, Isaiah 30, 21 to twenty twenty two. he says, And your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, This is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. Actually, I'm going to get it up on this, on the screen. This is a great one. And your ears shall hear behind you, saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right or you turn to the left, then you, then you will defile your carved idols overlaid with silver and your gold-plated metal images. You will scatter them as unclean things. You will say to them, be gone. That's, that's really cool. Imagine Imagine you're walking up the terrace and... God is walking there right beside you, and He's saying, "Okay, I want you to go straight, or I want you to go right, or I want you to go left," or uh, He's giving guidance on on the decisions that we're we're facing. You know, what are you going to have for breakfast? Toast and peanut butter every morning. But but then there's the second part. Then you will defile your carved idols, overlaid with silver and gold-plated. Metal images, you'll scatter them as unclean things. It's a really interesting sort of phrase, isn't it? Um, and I'm pretty sure that not many of you have um, gold-plated metal images. But there's other things. There's other things in our lives. Um, idols are, are like man-made things that we give our, our attention to, we give our affection to. Uh, it might even be a, like a sense of of control. Over our environment, whatever it is, these can be all kinds of things. But then there's this, there's this gift of God. There's the um, the mercy of God that gives us the ability to uh, defile our carved idols or the idols that we have in our lives and to scatter them. It's a gift. It's God gives us that the ability, that strength to. Rem- pull down or remove those things in our lives which are actually getting in the way of our, of our view of him, our correct view of him as being God over, God over all and us as his created beings, not God's. We have dominion. We, have, we can rule over things in, in our world, but we're not God. So that's the gift of God. It's actually this, this, this verse or this promise of freedom but I really like that word, a eh? defile. Then you'll defile your your carved idols because it's like saying this thing that was precious to me, uh, or this this uh, this era of my life that was really impre- important or precious to me is like now it's worthless in the sight of who you are, God. I feel like it's a bit of I'm having like a bit of a shot like a, like a shotgun this morning and throwing a whole lot of stuff out this morning remember the point is to encourage encourage you so the the lord gives guidance the lord gives guidance and here in this prophecy is this promise of the teacher guiding us and of his of his word of his words um, behind us and the scriptures this bible you know i keep talking about it these are really these are really fundamental in knowing God's guidance, um, I've given you a tip for navigating your way through this book. But these, but these scriptures are really, are really, really key for understanding uh, who God is and under, and understanding uh, what He wants. And there's this like really beautiful sort of interaction of of the Holy Spirit, the dynamic of the Holy Spirit, along with these words on a page where. Um, where he illuminates or brings to light the things that we need to know uh, about um, which way is up, which way is down, what is wrong, what is right, what is truth, what is lies. The scriptures are really fundamental in that. um, Many of you will know uh, the verse in Psalm 119. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Again, it's talking, about, it's talking about guidance, you know, uh, and a light to, like a lamp to my feet is like just just that area maybe in front of you. Maybe that's, all, maybe that's all the Lord is going to guide today, it would be that step in front of you or that voice behind you saying, turn left or turn right. As as we're walking, sort of there's that illumination of the steps that we need to take. And in this, so in the psalm, your word is a lamp unto my feet, and, this, and the writer, he's he or she? Psalm one one nine. Is that one of the ones that are attributed to David? I can't remember. Um, the psalmist is is talking about uh, the Bible. Is talking about the the Old Testament scriptures. Actually, only the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch. And if you actually grab them in your Bible, it's only, I looked them up on my one, it's only 177 pages. It's only like those first five books of the Bible. That is the word that the psalmist is talking about here. Those first five books were, that's enough to illuminate the writer's steps. The word, your word is a lamp unto my feet. And now we are so blessed with having this, like the, the the whole canon of the scriptures so the rest of the new testament the 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 prophets that i talked about the psalms the everything that's in there and then and then the new testament which is jesus the word of god come in the come in the flesh we have these stories about him the things that he did the things that he said when he was here on the earth and then we have the letters of of paul and others who who then Expand and help us to explain, uh, help us to understand what what Jesus was doing and and uh, what Jesus's mission was. And then he, to finish the Bible off, you have the Book of Revelation, which is like this this massive, overarching view of of all of life on Earth, including what happens at the very end. And it's just been it's just really interesting looking at the beginning of the Bible, which starts in the starts in the Garden, the Garden of Eden, and then and then you get to the other end to uh, Revelation. And it it finishes also in a a garden and a a city, this place of, like, relationship with God. It's this beautiful, um, kind of, like, overarching narrative of what the Lord is doing. The Word of God is, like, really fundamental. All right, now the next bit of the shotgun pellet. Next shotgun pellet is that Jesus, Jesus is the shepherd that guides. So I've talked about Jesus being the Word that communicates to us, that God gives us guidance. Jesus is the shepherd that guides and again, like going to another psalm, this time Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. This psalm is just so powerful. If you want to memorize a scripture, then this one is really one to um, I encourage you to, to memorize it. And if you're feeling uh, anxious or fearful, or you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't sleep, or um, then then you can use these words that you've memorized and, and think about what they mean. It's been very, very powerful in, in my, my life. And it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I asked Elena, my daughter, what a shepherd did the other day, and she had no idea. But a shepherd essentially like guides the sheep, tells the sheep where to go, protects the sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. He looks after us. He guides us. I shall not want... He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me of paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Like isn't that just a Isn't that just an amazing, amazing thought the Lord guides and the and the Lord guides us and leads us into places where we can lie down and have a rest. Where we can be restored. Lie down in the green pastures or, or hang out next to uh, still waters. He leads, us, he leads us into places of rest. And rest is something that I want to, I'm going to come, I'm going to land on as I finish up this morning. We can, we can truly rest when we, when we know we can trust that we are in a safe place. A firm, there's a, there's a firm ground beneath our feet, and there's a, there's a, 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 a that we're sure of the covering that's over us, or the, the walls around us. Home, wherever you are, your home is, is typically the place where you go to have a rest, because it's that place where you know your surroundings. You might have been there for a while. You know it's not going to go anywhere. You might be living with, with, a, with your family and they might be alright you might be confident that they're going to be kind to you you might not but home is home is generally that place where we go to find we go to find rest because we can be confident there but ultimately rest is found in God alone god being our firm foundation beneath our feet. We can be confident that he's our firm foundation because he created all things. He knows all things. He is om- omniscient. He's one of my favorite old school words. He knows all things. He is omnipotent. <laughs> he's another one. He's all powerful. He's our firm foundation. He has our, our covering. He's, our, he's the walls at our side. He provides that place of, of security and safety. And out of that, you can do anything. So, like in this time, in this time when there's so much going on in our world, like you know, I know every day we read of uh, new cases of COVID in in Auckland, and and it can be and it can be scary. Well there's lots of things that we face in our personal lives that can be scary, it can trouble us, and like this, these words of Jesus in the Book of John are just this is an invitation to us. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. (laughs) An invitation to the Father's house. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself. That where I am, you may also, you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. You know the way where I'm going. And then Thomas or James or one of you says to him, Lord, we don't, know, we don't know where you're going. We don't know the map. We don't know the direction. How can we know the way? And this is where Jesus says these famous words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way. I am the way. Like the, the way that we come to the Father or the, or the way that we can uh, navigate our life as he leads us in, in the sort of righteous ways or the ways of rest or the ways of, um, of fearlessness, the ways of confidence. I am the way, the truth, the firm foundation. The, w- the one who knows which way is up, which way is down? What is wrong? What is right? You know, what is good? What is evil? No one comes to the Father except through me," he says. And today, today, I reckon that there's a there's an invitation for us, for those of us who are feeling restless, feeling unsettled, feeling anxious, feeling feeling troubled, and the invitation is simply come home. Church is not home. <laughs> home is the strong arms of God, of Jesus, the strong arms of the Father. Home is home is this place that like we we can begin our we can begin our day we can begin our day going Lord I am uh, I am I am here. Remember what I said last week about we we can simply pray Here I am, Lord. And here his words back, replied back to us I am here. Home, home is sort of knowing that we're in the strong arms of God and, and we can begin every day at home and then we can go about our day and then we can return home at the end of the day. But the reality is we can spend all day at home, whether, whether we're at our physical home or whether we're at work or at, at church or um, in stressful situations or confusing situations. We're at home because we're surrounded by the strong arms of the Father. And it's not a one-time invitation. This is like an invitation uh, to that God goes, come home every day, every evening. So that's the invitation for today, is to come home. That's the word. The word of the King is come home. For the people at home, you can come home too. Because I know, man, like, it's such a, we're such a, the world is so, it feels so flaky. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't it feel like anything could happen at any moment? I don't know if there's, it's probably nothing new. That's why one of the great things about having our grandparents here is that they've kind of like lived through, they've lived a lot of years, (laughs) a long, long time. (laughs) And they can tell us, they go, the sun goes up, the sun comes down, goes down, children are born, and the Lord is the Lord, the Lord God of God. So, did I do all right, Tessa? <laughs> She's at home. What do you, what do you stand and um, just this invitation to come home? And so, if if you're feeling like that, that restlessness or that unsettledness or that, uh, you know, Anxiety or fear or confusion, then that's uh, we c- we can gather around you and, and pray for you this morning and, and um, invite the Holy Spirit to surround you, so you know that you are in a safe place and God. So Holy Spirit, I just hear you, your invitation: come home, to come home, Lord. You know that that we wander and we get, we get distracted. Uh, we, we see things that we, that we ought not to see. We, um we lift up our eyes to things that we ought not lift up our eyes to, or we, we set our, um we set our lives and we build our lives on things which are shaky and not, not firm at all. And you, and in that, sort of without, without that firm foundation or that, um, that clear covering over us. We find ourselves restless and, and anxious and agitated, and we don't know why. And Lord, it's because we're, things have kind of gone out of order. And so, Holy Spirit, would you uh, invade uh, our lives today, um, cover us, um, be our firm foundation. Hem us in before and behind on left and the right. Would you be the one that, uh, that, that speaks to us, our teacher that guides us to go to the left or to the right as we, as we walk, as we journey, as we go about our days. Lord, would you... Um, would you even lead us to that place where, where you show us the things that we need, to, um, we need to actually get rid of our lives, the idols that we need to defile, the things that, are, that need, to be, um, need to be scattered so that we can have a, uh, a, clear view, a clear view of who you are and who we are in you, children of God, children of the Most High God. So would you come, Holy Spirit, move in power this morning, in the lives of your children. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Fill us with courage, Lord Jesus. Encourage us. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.